with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about starting your career as a counselor during a pandemic. Which can be tricky. Mm -hmm. The article that we read this week is Starting Post-College Life in a Pandemic, published in Counseling Today. Heather, in the article it mentioned acknowledging loss. How do you think you are acknowledging loss for yourself or now helping supervisees acknowledge loss? With supervisees, it's pretty common in my experience that your supervisee may change locations, like change sites where they're doing their work. Yeah. And so they're often, especially the newer they are, surprised that there is grief and loss over saying goodbye to clients Mm -hmm. or saying goodbye maybe to colleagues that they worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, One in particular shifted from a so-so environment to a bigger agency and it was great opportunity for him, but he lost friends and he wasn't prepared for that. He wasn't prepared for the colleague shift. It sounds like he had a really intimate setting. Right. So he could get to know everyone on a deeper level and moving to a bigger setting. One, you don't have the instant connection Right. that you had before and it might be slower to build in a bigger environment right i was thinking this in relation to the coronavirus but also other types of loss times have a hard time relating to supervisees i was going to say when you're changing sites but also when you're leaving clients they're right. leaving you or you're leaving because you're going to a different site i sometimes catch myself thinking that's not that big a deal and i know it's because i've said hello and goodbye to so many clients right. that it doesn't feel that significant. But if it's your very first little client ever, Mm -hmm. or it's your very first client that you feel like you really were a counselor with them, you really made an impact, then to say goodbye to those clients is is hard. Absolutely. How do you connect with a supervisee when you're feeling that way that you think I've said goodbye to thousands of clients at this point, and you're really upset that you're saying goodbye to this number five, right? I think one of the things that helps kind of keep me grounded in that is talking to them about what they need. Do they need a ritual? Do they have something they want to do with every client at closure if possible? When I'm transitioning a client or closing out with a client, I like to have a session that that's what we're talking about. Because if you work with anyone, the length of time that we end up working with supervisees, I think they experience personal loss. Right. I'm thinking I've worked with clients who are not clients, but supervisees. And in the time I've known them, they lost their mother. Mm-hmm. They lost a marriage. Right. A marriage ended. I don't know how many times I've, uh, too many, sadly, where I've gotten a call that, oh, can we miss supervision today? Um, I'm having to put my dog to sleep. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and even though that's not your mother. Right. It's still loss. Or your marriage. Right. That's still a form of loss. I think those things co- enter supervision sessions as right. well. So I think there's lots of feelings of loss now. Right. Related to routines, Mm -hmm. celebrations. Right. Structure. Actually, I don't know why I didn't think of this. In the supervisees that I have right now, I have supervisees that have missed out on important anniversaries for their parents. Right. Or graduations.
questions. Mm -hmm. I have a supervisee who has indefinitely, maybe I should ask her about it, postponed her honeymoon. Yeah. While those aren't, I mean, maybe you could think that those aren't huge losses. They are losses. They're still still a grief, Right. And it's still a grief response. You're still Mm -hmm. needing to readjust how the world continues on without that happening. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other points in our article, Heather, is the importance of being flexible. How do you think that affects you right now? being flexible. I function in my practice a little differently because I really am able to alter my schedule or the types of clients I see just based on actually what my family has going on, like what kids are doing. Mm. You know, what you're saying makes me think clearly you and I value and appreciate flexibility because that's how we've structured our lives. Right. (laughs) We've chosen not just to be a counselor, which I think provides people a lot of flexibility, but we've chosen to be counselors in the way that we're counselors. Right. We're in private practice. Mm -hmm. We have things like the podcast that right. creates difference in our routine mm-hmm. that allows us to do things in different places. Obviously, we value flexibility. You know, I'm laughing now because on the way here, I was talking to my mom and she said, oh, it's Thursday. What are you doing on Thursday going to do a podcast? And I said, oh, flexibility is the name of the game. We've got some schedule shifts. School mm-hmm. started back up. Mm-hmm. And for me, it never even crossed my mind that we were meeting on a Thursday. We vary our schedule on what we need to. It was funny that for her, she's she used to my call on a Monday and this mm-hmm. was not, I talked to her all week long, but if I'm in the car going to a podcast, she just mm-hmm. had it fixed in her mind. <laughs> yeah. I think right now, this week, uh, school has been in session a week, week and a half, right? depending on what school district you're attending around us. Mm-hmm. I've had to have a lot of flexibility. I had a really great game plan, and I thought I moved all my clients to appointment times that worked with school or work. Right. And man, within this very first week, I think I've made 10 adjustments Right. that someone thought they could do it at this time, but it's really too tight of a schedule for them or thought that this would work. But at the end of a day of seven hours on a Zoom call in second grade, they were all they done. Are done with <laughs> Zoom for the day. Right. Um, so I've had to be flexible in ways that I didn't anticipate. I thought I did a really good job of planning ahead. I think for a supervisee in this situation, they've just become a supervisee or maybe they haven't been a supervisee for that long. I think even last week we talked about adjusting expectations of what it's like to be a counselor. Right. This is a whole different adjustment. Right. I don't know what I right out of school maybe would have envisioned like putting my certificate on the wall, right. having, you know, a cozy chair and creating this atmosphere mm-hmm. in which I'm going to provide counseling to these clients I'm so excited to work with. None of that could be true right now. Right. There's no wall to put your certificate on because no one's in the office. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people are in the office or I mean, there's a ton right. of different. It's not the same that, dynamic that you would have pictured starting out when you start your program two years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been interviewing and helping to hire some new counselors for different organizations. Most of their training and introduction to the organization is all online right now. Right. It's so different. I can't imagine that. Never going to the building. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've been working there for a couple months before you right. ever enter the building. Right. So then not having a feeling of camaraderie. Where do you put your lunch? Right. I don't know. Where do you How questions? do you schedule your lunch if you're at home? And how right. do you make that yes. happen? Um, thinking through what that could mean for a new counselor and, and them getting used to that is something right. I've been thinking a lot about. You know, I have a supervisee right now um, uses a lot of techniques that would be more on the CBT route. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those are written 
down and worksheets and things like that. And she's having to pivot her expectation because Mm -hmm. she can talk through a worksheet on distorted thoughts and she can even screen share. Right. But she said, you know, in session, they would start working through some of the things together. Mm -hmm. But when there's a camera between two of you, they don't. Mm -hmm. And so she's having to pivot how she teaches that skill. Mm -hmm. She's having to change vocabulary that she says to people. Right. I remember doing that. Um, Maybe my first position out of school, I realized really quickly I had, I don't love worksheets, but I had a few. Right. Or maybe I had something that I wanted the group to read Mm -hmm. and then discuss or, you know, whatever. I realized really quickly that the things, even though I was handing out things that I thought were fifth grade level Mm -hmm. reading, the place where I was working had a lot of teenager clients that could not read to that level. Oh, okay. So that was And that was an adjustment. Right. And at first I I didn't catch on right away. Mm -hmm. And then I went, they're not looking at their papers. Mm -hmm. They're not even using their papers. So I caught on and adjusted and I changed my language to rather than, okay, let's all read this. I would ask, would you prefer me to read it to the group or would you like to read it on your own? I really just offered that. But what I was intending to do was that whether people said, I want to read it on my own or not, my response was going to be, well, it looks like some people want me to read it. So I'll read it. And if you'd like to read it on your own, you can just read it at your own pace. Well, that is flexibility on the fly having to adjust what Mm -hmm. the expectation was. I don't know if I told you, I have a lot of child clients that I was doing play therapy with and I'm virtual right now. I don't have anybody in my office. I have been really working to continue to engage and provide things that are playful. Right. It's been hard. So have you been buying new toys? No, I haven't. (laughs) Really. And I've argued with myself, what's the point in buying new toys when I'm the only one playing with them? It's kind of weird. I did buy one. I'm I'm resisting. You're holding back. But one thing I did, I created a virtual counseling office. Okay. I have been using it just in the last couple of weeks. And it's funny when I suggest to kids, let's use my virtual counseling office. They think I mean a Zoom meeting. Right. And their faces look so sad. I've created a page in Google Mm -hmm. that has my little bitmoji. So it looks like a cartoon of me. It does look a little bit like my office. It has the same types of furniture and the same color Mm -hmm. scheme. I have created little links, pictures that the kids can click on and it will take us to an online game oh fun or an activity that is very flexible so one of them (laughs) my favorite actually in my virtual counseling office i have a couch that looks like my couch that's in my office Mm -hmm. it looks familiar to the kids right and on the couch there is a folded up blanket and a pillow stacked on the couch okay and if you click on it it takes you to a website of the 52 coolest pillow fort examples okay that is awesome i was like hey why don't we click on the pillow what happens when we click on the Mm -hmm. pillow and kids click on it and they're like right forts and they're so excited and they're like that's the coolest fort i'm like i know let's Mm -hmm. make forts and Mm -hmm. so i'll use my couch cushions and pillows in my office and they use things on Mm -hmm. their end and so we end up both of us inside of a pillow fort right even though we've got zoom between us right very flexible very flexible heather one of the other points made in our article this week emphasizes the need to stay sharp how are you how do you feel like you're staying sharp or encouraging your supervisees to stay sharp lately for me it's about awareness it's awareness of world events going on whether it's the pandemic or whether it's weather related we just had a hurricane come in Mm -hmm. not just those events happening but how are they impacting the supervisees my one of my supervisees right now her parents live in houston Mm -hmm. up until it kind of made its curve and went away from Houston, this hurricane coming in was completely distracting her last week. Mm -hmm. We had supervision on Friday and she was completely in a different Mm -hmm. mindset than Mm -hmm. she normally is. That was one thing to kind of consider is that staying sharp means being aware of what else is going on 
And then how do you continue to emphasize good skill building while that's happening? I had this awareness, this is going to affect her. So use it as a teachable moment. You're definitely distracted. We needed to talk about that for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to re-engage. She just needed to like process a little bit that Hmm. that was going on for her in her, in her mind. And yeah, you know, I, the way that you're thinking about it is slightly different than the way that I thought about it, but I'm going to spend, I'm going to continue to think about refocusing, Mm -hmm. staying sharp, not allowing all of these other stressors to 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 get involved and get in the way of what we're trying to do. I was thinking about it in terms of sharpen your skills. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. I have a friend right now. She's on unemployment and she's, she's actually really excited to be on unemployment. And she was telling me about all of the things that the state of Texas offers people right now who are on unemployment. Yes. I've actually seen the web. Have you looked at the website? It is. I mean, there are links after links after links. Yes. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's in love. She's so excited. I think she, she loves learning. She has signed up for all kinds of online Mm -hmm. courses and certifications that she can now do free Mm -hmm. through unemployment. She's so excited. I told her, man, I am so impressed and proud of you in a time where you could really get discouraged. Right. She is so excited to find new things to do, new ways to improve herself and how, and she's making herself definitely more marketable as she's doing it. I think that's true of our supervisees. Some of my supervisees are not as busy as they would like to be. We're talking about where there's CEUs that you're interested Mm in. What's a book that you've always wanted to read and you haven't had time to, things like that to Mm -hmm. keep their skills sharp. I also think for some people, it means having to think in a new creative way around how to keep your skills sharp. It's been a long time now. She's doing really well. I had a supervisee that finished school, passed the NCE, got her LPCI, and then took I think three years off. Whoa. Had a baby. Right. Uh, lot, I mean, life, life change. Life, right. right? Mm-hmm. And when she came back, she said, I just feel like I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do any of this. Right. I can imagine someone right now who isn't as busy as they would like to be might feel like their skills are getting rusty. Right. And I think it would be important to figure out ways to continue to keep those skills sharp and mm-hmm. practice them. I do have a couple of supervisees right now that are taking advantage of doing some online classes that they didn't do in their graduate program because mm-hmm. they just wanted to get through their program. Mm-hmm. One is going back and doing, I don't remember the name of the class, but it's like a play therapy class mm-hmm. just to use those techniques in sessions with kids. Something that she thought would help her be more creative and also be more creative virtually. I was also thinking about networking as a counselor right now. Okay. Job searching. Mm-hmm. You and I in private practice, if we felt like there was a need for networking, how can you stay sharp, stay stay connected? Stay connected. Right. Mm-hmm. Right now when it feels like people are really not feeling very connected. Right. I think that's hard. I mean, part of it, I would say, is if you are part of groups, like Mm -hmm. on Facebook, like supervisor groups or whatever, it's a good way. But I think sometimes, at least for me, I get so fatigued with being on Zoom or even being Mm -hmm. on like social media. By the time the end of the day comes, I'm like, oh, yep, that was nice. And I just am done. Right. So it's easy to not do those things, to not stay sharp, to not engage yourself, to not continue to connect with other Mm -hmm. professionals. I like the idea of Facebook groups. I have a meetup group that has been talking about doing a virtual meetup okay for the same purpose feeling connected staying in touch with other professionals mm-hmm. close by that's hard i think mm-hmm. it's extra hard extra challenging for a new supervisee who doesn't already have some of that right. to feel like they can build that right, right now heather the last point in the article that we read this week was look at the big picture right. what do you think that means for us and for supervisees right now so i think it's just recognizing that long term like although all these changes may have happened things are different we've 
you've all shifted, pivoted, whatever, you still got your counseling degree. You still learned those things. You still mm-hmm. have those skills. You may have to do them differently, mm-hmm. but in the long run, they're still there. Your, your ultimate goal can still happen. It just might look different. And maybe the reason you became a counselor hasn't changed. Right. The way it may look might change, but the reason you started is the this same. path mm-hmm. is still the same. I also thought in relation to what you're saying, my career as a counselor is definitely not what I thought it would have been when I finished school. Oh, absolutely. It's taken lots of right. turns in different directions. If you had asked me the day I finished school, if I would be in private practice and doing the different types of counseling activities that I do right now, I probably would have said absolutely not. Right. That seems really hard. Right. <laughs> really big. Just <laughs> so far from what I pictured or what I imagined. I think that's important to remember too, that I am still a counselor. I am still doing the things that I love, but that it can go in so many different directions. And it doesn't mean it takes you away from what you wanted. Right. It's just different. And it just means that right now we could blink our eyes and things shift back to how they were, or some changes happen for the positive. We learn new skills because we had to. Mm-hmm. We became adaptable. Mm-hmm. How would you conclude that or summarize that, Heather? If we're wanting to make sure we remember the big picture, or look at the big picture, the big picture is what? You're still out there doing the work you intended to do, doing good work, mm-hmm. helping others. I mean, we're all in this for a reason. I think that's the focus. You have to focus on those positive pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that ending. Thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.